Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast with me, Luke Tyrrell and... Richard Thomas here. How you doing, Rich? You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Had a good weekend, yeah. It's been a great weekend, actually. It's been a great weekend. It's full of um, enthralling results that I'm really happy about. Well, obviously, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll dive straight into it with... Because um, you were the, the, the first game, obviously, of the Premier League weekend, which was um, Liverpool 3, Newcastle 1. Uh, great result, obviously, for Liverpool, but... Newcastle gave you a little bit of a scare to start, didn't they? Were a fantastic little little bit of skill and a, and a great finish from 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 the lad. Yeah, yeah, that Williams. The um, you know, a lot of, some people were sort of trying to say that you know Trent gave him too much space, but he did have a bit of space, didn't he? He did have a bit of space, but show, uh, Trent showed him onto his wrong foot, and he scores a screamer. I mean, sometimes you've got to just hold your hands up and say, "What a strike! What yeah. a goal!" Yeah, the court's a bit cold. Um, yeah, so they got that early goal, and to be honest, we didn't really react that much after that. Like first twenty-five minutes, we were actually um, a bit shit. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I can't put it any other way. We weren't good, yeah. Um, and then like we actually started to like wake up and get into the game and start playing our football mm-hmm. more, and it actually sort of coincided with um, Origi getting injured, which is unfortunate for him because he hasn't yeah. started many games. Yeah, difficult for him. Do you know what I mean? But he got he got injured. Um, and, but it's not it's not a, not a bad. Uh, Someone, someone to, to to call on to bring on the bench, isn't it? Nah, I mean, <laughs> really? Roberto Firmino at the moment, he is, he's looking the best I've ever seen him in a Liverpool shirt. Like every game, well, given his contribution later in the game, is it? It's it's a perspective, doesn't it? But I mean, we won't jump ahead too far. Yeah, but, yeah I, I mean, yeah. Um, so we got the, you know, we started to, it was a bit flat, you know. When you were watching the game, we just couldn't really get our football going. And then Robertson goes on this run. He was really good in the game as well. He went on this run, sort of like. Um, Lost the ball a bit, but anyway, you won it back with a sliding tackle. You can see the crowd sort of got mm, up, mm. and it sort of just ignited a bit of energy, sort of in the stadium and in the players kind of thing. And then I think it was like ten minutes before half time, he yeah. gets down left and he sort of cuts it to Mane. And it's funny because the pass isn't the slickest of passes, but if, like he sort of like where he passes it, it invites the defender to think he can actually get to it. Mm. So as the defenders come out, Mane sort of like lets it roll onto his right foot, and then he just bends it in the top corner and it's just a beautiful man on goal. form again isn't he he's, 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 he's absolutely on fire at the moment isn't he? I mean, and, and he's someone who's who's scoring consistent, consistently now isn't he he's, he's just he's, he's what I'd call Mane is a big game player his mm-hmm. mentality when when the ships are down or we need something he's done it against Southampton earlier in the season he has got almost like the eye of the tiger like, he's like and I loved what I loved most was his reaction after he scored. He didn't mm. even celebrate. He was just like, "Come on, back to the halfway line." Yeah, one, job, one. job to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then um, but he's got to feel pretty confident himself because I think I saw a stat that he was in in every Premier League game that Mane scored in. Yeah. Liverpool have failed to. Yeah, we. They've won or drawn. You know, they they, they haven't lost a game. So. Mane hasn't lost at Anfield. There you go. He's he always lost a Premier League game. Yeah, he's he lost a Premier League game at Anfield. I mean. And he's like the second, in yeah. He's, he's the second highest goal scorer in um, twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen behind Aguero. Mm. I think Aguero's got twenty seven goals. He's mm. got twenty four, no penalties. So that's just unbelievable. Like he's, he's become now a player that was very dangerous. Could sort of assist people, score every now and then to like literally this this season's five and five. Mm. Um, so we've got him and obviously Salah who's. Deadly enough. But anyway, going back to the game. Um, so Firmino, like five minutes before half time, plays a lovely ball in behind. Actually, Firmino wins back the ball, actually. Just showing, again, his contribution to what he does. Like He's like 
you know, best um, way to describe Firmino, a lot of people said, and I was like, I agree, he's like a, a defensive forward, mm. where like he, he's actually so good at actually winning back the ball and like linking the plate. Anyway, he gets it, plays it in behind, that the, the Bracca, he kind of doesn't really, basically the keeper should do better, but it sort of comes off his knee, goes over it him. It does, I think that's difficult, it's harsh on the keeper to, to say it's a mistake, I think, because he went down and, and it's just, yeah. it's just bubbled onto his knee. If it hit, hit anywhere else, the keeper probably gathers that quite nicely, but because it bounces off his knee, it goes back to him and it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of goes over so, Yeah, I think it's unfortunate really that that sort of happens, and obviously we get two one up. Um, but I would say even, you know, watching Liverpool now, just as a fan, like, even when we go we went one nil down, there's absolutely no panic. It's almost like we know exactly how good we are, and we're, we're you know we I think everyone just thought we will turn this game around. Mm. Anyway, two one at half time, um, and you know it's not not bad for being after being one nil down. Second half starts and um, we're much better. Second half we're just slick. We're moving the ball about nicely. And then the moment of inspiration from Firmino is just incredible. Like, oh, mate, it, what, 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 what a flick that was. It was just... It, it was incredible. He, like, rolls it from his right Poetry, motion, onto, sort of stuff. Yeah, it? it's yeah. one of the things that you think you'll see only in, like, a, a training game or... Yeah. I think they did it on Match of the Day. It was, like, something you see in FIFA, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that doesn't happen in normal games. But he... That was just, like, incredible. And um, I was speaking to my brother about it and I was actually saying that I think that is something literally off the training ground. Like he plays it into him, the angle he plays it into him. For him to keep running like that, and Firmino literally knows exactly. What I think. I mean, because I, I, I mean, it could just be a, just a bit of individual brilliance. It, I mean, I, I, I'd uh, more towards that than something with the training guy because it wasn't a set piece. It wasn't like a uh, you know a, a necessary standard ball out the back, was it? It was. It was just you know a piece when, of play. When I say from training ground, I think like what I'm saying is like the angle he plays it to him. I think he knows like this is something that I think could be practiced training. Like you know, I'm going to run straight. You know where I'm going, so you get the ball. If you get it to me here, uh, the way he sort of like um, gets it to him, and then like Salah takes like a beautiful couple of touches, where it's just like um, the defender ends up like on his face. Like I don't know what he's trying to do. Like <laughs> you see, head, that's yeah. actually quite funny. You see it in slow mo, the base is sort of like diving forward, isn't it? Just <laughs> yeah, like the corner yeah. of the screen. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so then we get number three after about sixty-five minutes, and then the game is pretty much just wrapped up. Yeah. We literally wrap up the game. Um, it's interesting so, going back to something mm. you said earlier about how sort of you, it doesn't feel like Liverpool are, are, are sort of worried when it's sort of one or, or, or one nil down, you know, because they're but more. Is it, do you think it's more? I don't want to say professional now, but in the sense that Man City professional last season in, in the way that they could grind out results when they needed to and, and mm. things like that. Do you think that's something which Liverpool developed now that perhaps you're seeing in their game a bit more this season? Yeah, definitely. I, I would say more than anything. Now it's like the belief. I mean, and intelligence as yeah, well. So I mean, to be able to see out a game as well. Well, so. I think it's one, like, you know, the, the Champions League win is just such a massive thing because it's almost it's like... Well, it's like... We know exactly how good we are now. Mm. There's not even no doubt, even within the players. I think even a game going back to last season, um, turning over that Barcelona 3-0 deficit, it's like it's almost like any team that comes now. Like Anfield's are now actually a fortress. Like we haven't lost there for over like two and a half years, and I think um, any team that comes to Anfield are we've really created that that fear factor now, yeah. where it's like you know you could, if you if you sit back, you try and sit back in and. Um, try and um, contain us we've got a way to get through you you try to um, come at us we'll kill you like you try to sort of block up the middle we've got the fullbacks we've actually got every way of like creating chances like there's no like I think we're the first team to go 14 games on the on winning streak while, while scoring two goals in every one of them games 
no like one nil. Mm. I'm talking about two. I mean, mm. we score goals. That's what we do. And now that we've got like Van Dijk at the back, our midfield solid. We actually look like I'd say like we like a well old machine. We are like. I mean, we're, we're, we're sort of what we're five, five games in of a C, or, mm. but I mean, um, this this not to be too carried away, Rich, but I've 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 heard this is the largest margin anyone has led the Premier League by after ever. five games. Yeah, after yeah, five, five games, games. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know it's five, five games, but it's five five point. Yeah, five point gap. Yeah, but it's but you know we're, we're at the start of a 38 game season, obviously. But um, you know, I'm yeah. sure there will be a few Liverpool fans getting a bit carried away at that sort of alone, wouldn't they? Well, you know, what, Liverpool fans are always going to be, um, you know, we're always going to think. That it's our year kind of thing and that's what everyone tries to get us for yeah. saying it's our year and stuff like that but I think this like I, I've never seen us this good we mm. look like so so good it's uh, it's beautiful at the moment it's great to be a Liverpool fan lovely, lovely. Must, must be nice man that's nice. especially nice after obviously we're going to the next game which is um, Palace's trip to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and absolute thumping of uh, 4-0 mate which was, was difficult to watch and I think I said to you before we came on the pod as well that it was a very sort of untyp- untypical Roy Hodgson performance and that don't get me wrong Tottenham were very very good yeah. um, I think you know that international break probably came at the right time for them wrong time for us um, but regardless of that I mean Tottenham were, were fantastic I said to you before it, it, it says a lot when you know Tottenham score four goals and Harry Kane doesn't even get on the score sheet um, they, they, they were very good but but in, in what I alluded to what I said earlier around sort of it being a unlike a, a Roy Hodgson performance it's just defensively we were not really putting up any sort of resistance you know because Roy obviously drills his team really well and, and, and prides himself on being hard to beat and, and, and sort of you know the, the compact sort of two lines of, of four, or sort of two sitting in front in front of the back four as well. Very compact. It it, it just it was just almost too easy. Um, yeah, I was going to say that. Like, when's the last time you've conceded four goals? I can't remember the last time Palace conceded Michael. four goals. That's one thing I think you you always was it not through. Liverpool game away actually? It was four two. Was it maybe that was last season? There you go. Four four three was it? Four three. Four three. Four three. Yeah, it was a close game, mate. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now going back to obviously the Tottenham game. I mean, obviously they scored after two, ten minutes, and then there was two quick fire goals. One that was an unlucky own goal from Patrick van Aanholt, where the ball was sort of dashed across the six yard. Yeah, yeah, I thought box. you couldn't really do much about couldn't it. Really do much. But actually, going back to the first goal, obviously Mamadou Saka played his first, his first game of the season. Because uh, Martin Kelly was injured, uh, and Sacco's come straight back in. I mean, I think um, ideally Roy would have given Sacco another week or so because he looked off the pace. He really yeah, did. Yeah. I mean, he's been out for a long time. For though. the first, for the first goal, the ball came over. He was ball watching. Didn't even know Son was there. Um, he cut in, and it was a great finish. To be fair, second one. I, and and I think to be fair, he, he looked a bit sort of. I mean, Saka. Saka always looks jittery, doesn't he? Always got that sort of I don't know that <laughs> uneasy yeah, no, 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 sort of thing. But yeah. he, but you you sort of you mitigate that by the fact that he can bring the ball forward and, and drive the ball forward, which he didn't do obviously in this game. Um, but there was a point as well where the ball was played back from him from, in the second half from Patrick van Arnholt, um, and it sort of slipped under his foot, and he sort of chased back after it and got absolutely roasted by Son, who did tried to hook it in for his hat trick, um, but that didn't 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 go well. But yeah, and I think we missed James McArthur as well in midfield. That bit that midfield still sort of yeah, almost sort of doing. Guy you know, we all put his foot in. You always talk about. Um, uh, not James um, Henderson, sorry, um, doing doing the sort of the dirty work for Liverpool. It goes on. I think I think for us, James McArthur does a bit of that. You know, he, he sort of that off the wall, off off the ball um, sort of pressing work. And 
Yeah, and then obviously Song got another one sort of um, 23 minutes in, you're 3-0 down, and then just before half-time, Lamella gets one, and you just sort of that's think... 4-0 at half-time, half yeah, Jesus. That's, that's I, mean, I don't know how you, you know, watch the second half. It's, it, well, it's difficult, mate. I went to the shops and got myself some crisps and uh, came back, um, and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was strange because I, I, don't, I don't know which way to sort of think about this, because Roy... I, he didn't make any changes at half time um, and I think there's there's a school of thought and some people are just thinking alright well you've fallen down game's gone there's a chance to maybe put some some of the players like Camarasa on or Mayo on I think like, people who aren't getting game time yeah, because, some, some, yeah, bring on but some. then I think Roy mentioned this in, in the post-batch press conference in, in when he said that you know he's not pleased or, or whatever that he finished 4-0 but he's glad that he didn't go any more than 4 because that was bad enough sort of thing so it, it was more about maintaining got... a certain amount of pride because you don't want to you don't want to ship sort of 6 or 7 you know yeah. what I mean it's, it, that, that's going to be brutal and it's, it's, it's very difficult to come back from that on a Monday back in training obviously, mm, so. no, definitely I mean what about like you know I only saw the highlights there wasn't anything I didn't see anything from Rizaha or Townsend well, Townsend was pretty anonymous but he's been he's not really been playing much this season and he's, he's sort of lost a bit of that, that form I think anyone would agree with you that Zaha's he's starting to show flashes of, of what coming back into it now but I think obviously whatever happened before the season started has so, affected yeah, him yeah. to an extent because he doesn't look the same player that finished last season um, but saying that he went off to you know he's, he, AFCON during the summer so you know he might yeah, be tired you, 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 you don't know you no, don't definitely know. and there's no shame in losing to Tottenham like you know no especially not when you, look, when you look at the stats we actually had six um, shots on target I mean but I mean, one of those was Christian Benteke's rather tame effort in injury time, which he just sort of decided to pass back to Hugo Lloris when he needed to shoot, and it, it was just sort of typical of a of a of a, of a, a player that yeah, of a striker that with, with sort of confidence at rock bottoms at the moment. And I keep saying to you, we just need one to, to go off his ass and, and go in somehow. Isn't it? Yeah, and, and, and that will gives everyone a bit of a bit of a lift. Um, but yeah, d- disappointing um, performance there and. You know we've got Wolves at home or not on on Sunday on Sky. I think I think it's, it must be Sky, yeah. And it's uh, that should be a good game actually. It will be a good Wolves game. Wolves are yeah. struggling a bit themselves. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. well, the, we're, we're, well, I think if it's right of you, mate, because I'm going to make another cup of tea. Mm. Uh, if we have a bit of a break, then we'll come back to talk about the rest of the re- weekend's action. Yeah, so, that sounds yeah. good. All right, so we'll have a break now, and we'll be back with you in a minute. Welcome back to the Six Pointer Podcast. Um, just going to run through the rest of the, the Premier League action from the weekend. So uh, Brighton won, uh, Burnley won. Uh, Burnley obviously getting a last minute uh, equaliser in that goal. That game, sorry. Um, Man United getting an important victory at, at home to, to Leicester. Yeah. Um, nice to see Rashford sort of banish those uh, penalty. ghosts, penalty ghosts, obviously after the Palace one and yeah. a bit of stick as well. To be honest, yeah, I caught a bit of that game and um, mm. I was disappointed with Leicester in that game from my view. I thought they would give a better account of themselves. They kind of like played sort of within themselves. Like they, they, they had flashes of show what they could do but from what I've seen from Leicester this season under Rodgers I just thought they would do more at United but yeah. you know, that's a good result for United because I think even a lot of United fans thought that you know they could possibly you know what I mean get turned over and Leicester like, doing well weren't they before the game you know four games in appreciate that but before the international break they, they, they were doing quite well weren't they um, Sheffield United nil Southampton won um, we saw a VAR goal disallowed in this one for Sheffield United which is um, a rare occurrence I guess that when VR came in the start of the season a lot of people expected to see more of 
Um, but what a goal from from, from Southampton! Um, that was quality strike. Uh, yeah, he skipped past two two men and then uh, slipped past the keeper. Um, uh, just before we get to the the game of the weekend, obviously, top, uh, uh, sorry, um, Wolves two, Chelsea five. Tammy Abraham, the first player ever in the Premier League to score a hat trick and a lone goal in one game. Yeah. Um, but he's, he looks like a kid who's got it all, doesn't he? I mean, he's got that confidence. I saw him. I remember seeing him a couple of seasons back when he played for Swansea on loan. Yeah, he scored his first Premier League goal against against us actually for Swansea. Um, and he's you know his goal was on on Saturday were you know. First goal was it was a it was a good hit, um the second one obviously a nice yeah, header and then the third one was was a brilliant really, one. but I think really good goal. I mean I like that hat trick because I think it's like it's that's that different hat trick you know I love hat tricks where you know if you got the perfect hat trick it's like right foot left foot yeah head. yeah but that one was Danny like, Butterfield scored one of them once <laughs> <laughs> against Wolves in the FA Cup fifth round replay even sorry. I think he looks really good. I mean, I really liked his last goal as well because I love I love strikers that can stand up a defender. Yeah, confidence, yeah, that was that. Yeah, 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 yeah stood like, him up and then just like, like knocked it past, past him and, and great finish yeah, was great it. Finish. But I think obviously you've got to mention Tamori's goal, which contender for me for goal early to contender for goal of the was... season, mate. There, I mean, in a sense that he just hit that first time and you just keep a no he, chance. No, it was absolutely beautiful, wasn't it? The, yeah, the curve of it, the ball, the, the way he finished it. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a great. He caught it perfectly. You know, them sweet strikes. Like it's just, you know, what I mean, that's destined for the goal. Yeah, like you just can't stop them once. Yeah. And Mason uh, Mount obviously getting the score sheet in, in, I think, in the fifth or sixth minute of injury time as well. Yeah, after yeah. Um, I think also brought, brought a couple back as I say through the Abraham own goal and then a, a scruffy um, goal. For, I think it was Catroni. I think it was for for. For, for well, Chelsea, I think Chelsea are definitely, you know, this transfer ban could be a blessing in disguise because, number one thing, I think if they didn't have this ban, I don't think they would have got Lampard in. I think well, you've got, got, you got the, the pressure's sort of off, isn't it? After, yeah, after it Lampard, is. I've said this before, haven't I? I mean, it, the pressure's off him and he's he's almost got that sort of freedom a little bit. Mm, more know. than anything, I like the way he's bringing through the youngsters, like that Mason Mount looks yeah, good. Yeah. He looks really good. England called up Abraham, um, you know. Who else is who else is coming through there? They've got you know obviously they've got Loftus Cheek to come back from injury, mm-hmm. Hudson mm-hmm. Odoi. So it's a quite exciting time. Mm-hmm. For I mean, in, that, fan. in that game as well, they brought Batshuayi off the bench. He, right. he helped made I think Mount's goal. I think it was. And yeah, yeah I mean, a nice little no look pass for that one. But um, but yeah, they, the Chelsea things are coming together for them quite nicely, and and I think they're. They're, they're they're sort of um, going a little run now, which which will give them a bit of confidence. I think um, game of the game of the weekend, arguably, well, not probably not arguably, probably the, the game of the weekend was Norwich three Man City two. I know you enjoyed this one, Rich. And, yeah, um, yeah, I did indeed. I mean, it was pocky party again at at, at, at Carroll Road, but um, yeah, I mean Norwich were were fantastic, weren't they? They they were just yeah Norwich. I mean Norwich caused us issues um, yeah. first game of the season. We beat them four one. Everyone was like saying, "Ah, oh, Norwich cut for us," but they actually played some good football. As the you know, the, it, they um, ripped up the championship last year, and even though it's the championship, they they scored like loads of goals. Mm. So one thing they do is they score goals. I think what that manager done, which was very clever, is Daniel Farker. Yeah, yeah. was his name again? Daniel Farker. Farker. Yeah, he. Um, hasn't made many changes to the team. Well, so the they haven't spent big as as other teams have coming up, yeah. Yeah, and they've kept their football philosophy mm. there. Like, you know, I think if you don't have courage and you don't you go to City and you well, City come to your ground and you show them too much respect or you're just inferior of them, then they will beat you. But they like literally had a go at City and one thing I think with this is a major result because um I think other teams now will look at City's centre half pairing of Otamendi and Stones mm. and think they can be got at. 
it shows it's that amazing to think about it. you think how much they actually cost that's, that's, that's like an 80 million pound pair in there I mean it's, 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 it's crazy it's, it's crazy isn't it but yeah in the sense that you're thinking about those things now but I think Norwich were just very clinical three shots and target three, three goals. goals you know no, it's, no, it's no, what no, it is it's taking your chances three. and that's what you've got to do as a, as a team coming up and you know a great a great day for them and you know I can only imagine what it must have felt like to be a a Norwich fan. Um, oh, that's a famous victory, man. Even even if they, even if they was to go down, I think they always look at that game and you know fans. That's something that the games. You know, I don't think they will go down. I think they're good enough to, you know, and that, um, that Pookie story is just crazy as well. Mm. I mean, he he fell in Scotland. How do you fail in Scotland and come to the Premiership and just look like you've been playing there for years? Like he looks well, so comfortable. Yes, he, looks... he failed. And, I mean, he, he wasn't wasn't fantastic for Celtic, but I mean, yeah, he's a sort of player that's travelled around a bit, isn't he? He did well at Bromby as well, and and and, and yeah, I, th- I think he's. It's just a case of one of those one of those things where it's just the right fit for the right right player. Some teams fit and some teams don't. And yeah, he just looked really good for me. I was thought this full guy, of confidence well, yeah. yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, um, a couple of games yesterday, weren't they? Uh, there was the uh, the early game which was Bournemouth uh, Everton they won three uh, one. Um, I don't know is, is Marco Silva going to be under a bit of pressure? There's a, it feels to me like that Everton because they spend so much money yeah. and the way they go about some of their business, it, you sort of think that the fans have got to get to one point where they're going to think going to not demand more but you know like expect more. Um, definitely, definitely. I don't know we're only five games in so we're not going to get two carried away but. I mean, he's got to be one of the managers that would be feeling a bit of pressure at the moment, do you think? I think if you get money and you get a certain amount, outlay of money to spend, then the board are not going to give you that money and not expect. Mm. Like, that's like, you know, we've given you the money you wanted, so now you need to produce me. There's no, there's no, you know, so I don't think, I think he's under much more pressure than he was last season. This is more his team as well now. I mean, obviously you need to allow time for players, players to settle and yeah, it's course, difficult and things like that, but I guess, yeah, I mean, of course. realistically in the Premier League, you don't get that, you that don't. time. <laughs> and I just think it's, it's crazy how early it is and that's why it's like amazing that I don't want to bring back Liverpool where five points clear after five games it's mm. quite mad that five you know it's only five games mm. so you don't want to judge it too much but yeah I think if they you know a couple more defeats and he will be under pressure yeah uh, and then obviously a late game was uh, Watford 2 Arsenal 2 um, this was a brilliant game especially the last 15 minutes obviously Arsenal went 2-0 up yeah. um, uh, and and you know Watford, Watford brought it back I mean yeah it, 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 I mean how, how did you rate Arsenal's defence in in that situation, especially the second half, it that they looked sort of I don't know, not not existent, but just well, it's, porous. Uh, well, yeah, I think it's just funny. Whilst Arsenal are just a funny team in players terms just of, throwing themselves in. Louise conceding another penalty. Louis and, another know, it's, penalty. It's, 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 it, it, there's there's a worry. It's not Arsenal like, is it? I mean, well, I look at it and I just think to myself, it's like it's it's amazing how these these big clubs are operating on a big scale. But you know, you, you think of someone like Arsenal and they've gone out and signed Pepe for whatever I think they're paying in instalments but yeah, the total of it yeah. is 70 yeah. but you needed to go out and get a serious centre half mm. so you've gone and addressed like another attacker but then you know to try and patch up your defence you go and sign David David Luiz who has always been renowned as not a good defender and you could have got Gary Kay on a free <laughs> you could have got Gary Kay on a free that's no, true though yeah, that's what I mean yeah. I think a lot of people even some Arsenal fans have said that I mean yeah. it's all about you know well, obviously those comparisons we made because they came from the same club but yeah yeah, yeah defences win games and it's, it's, it's similar to what's happened with City I think City won's more unfortunate because they've lost Laporte but mm. you lose company Where's the replacement? Mm. Like companies have big leader. Like you don't, you can't underestimate how much of a, like a big leader some defenders are. So for me, Arsenal are just going to struggle all season because 
they showed two of their sides. They, you know, Bamiang, I think he's one of the best strikers that's ever played in the Premiership. Yeah, he's, two goals for him, and yeah, he's an outstanding goal scorer. Like he's a real good striker. Um, and then they go and just capitulate, and it's not like. It was the second. It was it was it was the change, isn't it? Because the second half, I mean, Watford absolutely peppered Arsenal. They peppered. Like, it was they it was quite unbelievable. Like Arsenal were just camped in. It was it was. That's yeah. what I mean about the last fifteen minutes was so entertaining because obviously the the goals, the, the last goal yeah. came in ten minutes to go or whatever it was. But if anyone was going to score, it was Watford in that last course, fifteen yeah. minutes, yeah. and that's just yeah. crazy to think that's Arsenal. Yeah. But I think it's got to, even you know a lot of Arsenal fans are sort of and I, I agree with them. They're questioning the the change to play. Like they took off uh, Gwendozi. Basically, they brought on two youngsters. And it's like you do not make changes like that in a game like that where you need experience. Like, mm. why would you bring on like young players who, you know, they're gonna they're, they're obviously young, so they haven't experienced that. So I yeah. think that that worked against Emery as well. That was like a terrible call. Bring on some experience, or don't make the changes at all. Mm. Anyway, um, I was I loved watching that because I was four. That's like it was a, an entertaining game. Entertaining game, game, yeah. Um, and then tonight, uh, just to round off, obviously the, the Premier League action um, it hasn't kicked off yet. But Villa, West Ham are playing tonight. That should be a good game. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to good. watching that actually that at, at Villa as well. So um, always enjoyable to watch that. West Ham, yeah. Do you? You're going for West Ham? Yeah, I think like West Ham will get the result. No, I can see it. All right, um, I just want to pop across the North Sea to to do a, a Super League update. Well, specifically Espia update. Um, Yesterday they played Randers at home and they've not had a great start to the season nine um, nine games in now and they lost three 0 at home to Randers and I, I think the second half the first half it, it was just uh, Esberg were just sort of flat up front um, no shots on target no corners all game um, especially when you've got people like Andre Petro who was who sort of finished the season quite, quite well and, and then he's just sort of I don't know what what's going on there um, but I think that. The, the goals, the the time of the goals really made it in that game, which was that um, Randers scored just just literally before half time, and then two quick, quick succession goals um, in the second half, and all of a sudden you're reeling and you're sort of thinking you're three 0 down and get the game's gone, and now you're sort of nine games in, uh, one win, um, and you've only scored four goals in nine games. It's it's it's, it's that's that's difficult, and it, we've we've learnt now that. This morning, that John Lammers, the the Esper coach, has been been sacked um, from his position. Um, a lot of people will feel harshly given that he took over the team uh, a couple of years back um, when they'd just been relegated to uh, the Nordic Bet League. In his first season, won promotion for the playoffs. Um, in his second season, last season, took Esper to an unprecedented third position and, and Europa League qualification. And, and now we are nine games into the 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 the, the, the season, um, and he's been sacked. It, it's it's harsh to see how, how how football is and and how sort of two two years of, of good work can just be almost forgotten just like that. It's it's difficult, isn't it? It's, it's a harsh game, you know. This uh, the reality is is the results. It's like um, you know Ronald Koeman, Koeman mm. who's doing well now for the Netherlands, but he he done well for you know he had a great season for forever, and then the next season it was nine games, and he you know basically lost a few games, and then he was just out, and it shows that no matter what you do as a manager. What you know? The perfect example is Claudio Ranieri. He won the title. Yeah, for Leicester. Yeah. The next season. Yeah. You know they got, didn't start got, so well. Did did well in the in the Champions League, didn't they? And then. Um... Yeah, decent in the Champions League, but then you know, uh, he got sacked. I'm not sure when, but that's just like the perfect example of results is everything, no matter what you've yeah. done, um, and that's why they've been. There's been talk about there being a, a manager transfer window where. <laughs> As well, like you know, like if you've got a manager, you've got to stay with him till January, yeah, and then till the end of the season. I mean, 
I think that will take away from some of the excitement because sometimes well, it's just it, like, I mean, it's not excitement because it's, it, no, I, 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 I know what you mean, like, but it's all, it's, it's also personal relationships. I mean, if a, if a relationship breaks down between the chairman and the manager, and obviously, obviously, we don't know. We are, we can only see the results at SBA. We can't see what's happening behind the scenes. Um, you don't know if there's been a disagreement or or, or anything else, but um, or maybe it's just the fact that this this is the game that we're living in now, and these these results. If you have such a poor start to the season, it doesn't matter. What your history done because I guess the past is the past. Yeah, that's you know. Exactly, so yeah. you, you've got to be able to affect what's happening right now. And uh, yeah, it's 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 it's. I think it's a lot of SBA fans will be, be be sad to see John Lambers go and and wondering well, well actually, what what's what's the other option? If mm. I mean, if we've had a bloke who who's proven the last two seasons he can do really well and he's hit a bit of a rough patch and now you you know he's gone. What's what's what are we supposed yeah. to do? Who are we going to turn to? Who's who's actually going to get us out of this mess? That's true. No, I hope you saying the thing's behind. Like you say, you never know what's going on behind. Maybe the the relationship is untenable. You don't. And they, and they, you, don't you don't. Know. And you don't. Um, we're not privy to this sort of stuff. But yeah. One um, interview I'd say that even listeners should listen to, like for like a manager, in terms of losing like the dressing room and things going wrong. Um, Colin Moore's got. A uh, podcast with uh, he basically does an interview with Gary Neville right. and Gary Neville talks about going to Valencia mm. and he goes with like his brother and two other coaches but he's, he's basically saying that story, yeah, yeah he's, well, we've got one interpreter but basically like he says like you know, the results started going bad and he just started playing all these different formations and he proper lost his like he lost his confidence completely in terms of you know even trying to he said at one point um, he, he, he's trying to he stopped the game in training speaking to one of the players trying to get him to do something different mm. but he had to bring his interpreter with him and he said it was just so bad yeah. that he, like, he just lost all sort of you know yeah. Yeah, yeah. lost in translation yeah. quite literally yeah, yeah. And, and once you lose that I think as a manager once you lose the dressing room it's over yeah yeah. so let's, let's look forward to, to the week then because obviously we, we're into um, Champions League and Europa League Champions League kicks off on Tuesday uh, obviously your boys are away to, to Napoli and mm. You had a little dig at Charlie Nicholas, who apparently has said that he favours Napoli for that one, didn't he? Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's saying so that, that he thinks that Napoli will win 2-1. Right. I mean, Napoli are a good team, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. They've got pedigree, I think they finished second in Serie A last season. Um, they beat us badly in a friendly mm. at the beginning of the season, they beat us 3-0 in a friendly. So, uh, and as well, we played them last season, they were in our group as yeah. well, which is crazy. So we yeah. played Napoli, it's like we play Napoli once every pre-season. And then for last, obviously we played them. Maybe two clubs have got some sort of arrangement. Or something. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> like, we've got Napoli again. So uh, and last season was one of our worst um, uh, games away from home against Napoli. It was like one nil. Napoli scored in the last ten minutes, and we all just cracked the whole game. So I think it's a good good test for us. For European champions, we need to go there and assert ourselves and play some good football. Like one thing you can always accept as a fan, I think, is like uh, a good performance, even if you lose. But when your team just doesn't perform, it's like. You know, it doesn't like you saying about Palace don't look like the team you're what you know. Yeah. That's where you can be disappointed. So as long as we have a good performance and if we do get a good performance we'll get a good result. So I'm going with two one Liverpool. Okay. Uh other game uh, in that, that group on that night is uh, a Red Bull Salzburg versus Genk. Uh moving to the next group is Inter Inter versus they go they host Slavia Prague. Arguably, a uh, game of the day on Tuesday is Dortmund Barca. That'd be a good game. Um, what else have we got there? Chelsea Valencia as well. Um, Wednesday, PSG Real Madrid. That will be obviously the the clash of the titans. There, yeah, I was looking forward to that really one. Um, Tottenham travel to Olympiacos. Um, Leverkusen, Dynamo Moscow, and then Thursday we're going to the Europa League. Um, 
Malmo are going to Dinamo Kiev. FC po- Copenhagen host FC Lugano. Um, Eindhoven Lisbon is probably a good going to be a good game to watch. Uh, Rennes Celtic, Eintracht Frankfurt Arsenal, uh, Rangers Feyenoord. Um, so yeah, the, mate, I, I you know I I love it when we get to this stage because I've kind of missed sort of the European football a little bit in the sense that. I come home from from work and I can you know I I, I, I watch a lot of football through the internet um, <laughs> uh, legally obviously um, and uh, you know it's I love being able to sort of because European games will kick off anything from sort of six o'clock to through to sort eight o'clock so you you can pick up a, quite a few games and um, yeah it's nice to be able to to watch a plethora of football there or have the opportunity to, to choose from those games as well yeah and no, I definitely um, I'm looking forward to it obviously because like we have European champions and it's like it's it's been I mean, the last time we won the, the European Cup, we were so... What can I say? Now, to be honest, as a Liverpool fan, we were, like, jammy to win that in terms of we fought with all our heart, but mm. it was more heart and skill or more um, one-off occasion than uh, consistent sort of performances. We finished fifth in the league that season. That shows where we was. We won Champions League, but we finished fifth. Mm. How's that work? Mm. That's the only reason we got to play in it in the next year. But um, I just feel like now... Is that because of the... Someone won the cup. No, only because like say they can't have the Champions League without the holders in it. But you know the top four get in. But so we had five teams in the Champions League that next season. Because Liverpool were the champions. Yeah, because right, Liverpool yeah, the champions. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Fifth, yeah. yeah. Um, but now it's beautiful. Looking forward to it because our squad is so like I, like I feel like we should um, get a much better result there. And even like Fabino as well. He's another player as I mentioned. He's like he's at the base of our midfield at the moment. He's just. Anyway, before I talk more about it. Wow, well, yeah, with well, this, this we move on, like, because the football don't stop. Um, South, we've got Spider Night Football with Southampton, Bournemouth. Um, got a few games on, on, on Saturday before. Obviously, both of our respective teams are in action again on Sunday. Palace at home to, to Wolves. Uh, must have on BT, uh, not on Sky. Um, and then Chelsea Liverpool, which is, which is going to be a big one as well. Yeah, Chelsea Liverpool. I mean, that's the thing about it. That's the great about getting like a really good start because, you know, you know, worst case scenario, I think we'll get a draw there. Mm. I can't see Chelsea beating us. Um, well, they're on a high, mate. Obviously, a good, after a good result at, at, at Wolves, you know, they'll they're be on a, on a high. Mm. So, definitely Chelsea it'll be a good game because I think both teams will go at it, obviously. You know Liverpool are always going to go at it and Chelsea are going to be at home, so they're going to feel they have to, sort of thing. So. That's the thing about it, mate. Even in the Super Cup final, Chelsea are really good in that first half. They were definitely the better team in that first half. I mean, I look at the Premiership and I think... There's not many teams that actually come at us. So I'd love it if Chelsea come at us. Mm. If Chelsea come at us, we'll get them. <laughs> Man of confidence there, right? Get that ass. All right. Um, yeah, just leave it there then, mate. Yeah, yeah, plenty yeah. of football this week. And we'll, obviously, we'll be back next week to talk about the roundup of all that. So we'll have to do the Europe and Premier League, mate. So there'll be, uh, might be a bit of a long one next week. Oh, you know, might be a bumper, bumper podcast, mate. Two wins out of two. There no, you go, mate. There you go. I like the confidence. Um, have a good week, everyone. And we'll speak to you next week. Take care, people.